and welcome back to Marvel Holocron Falcon and Winter Soldier as me and Ron continue to do our weekly check-in on this six-episode uh, limited series on Disney+. Plus. Ron, what do you think of episode two? I thought it was even better than episode one, and it sets up so many possibilities that we're going to get into here in a second. Right. Um. So let's just do a quick recap. I, I liked how they introduced the new Captain America played by uh, Kurt Russell's son, which I love. Um. Uh, what's his name? Let me figure it out. Wyatt oh, Russell. Oh, yes, Wyatt Russell. Um, and you kind of like it seemed very interesting how they definitely were trying to make you seem like hey, he's not that bad of a guy. Yeah, they introduced him as he was a former football player. He ran special ops missions. He's the only American soldier in history to receive three medals of honor. He doesn't have super strength. He's just this. He's Perfect this soldier. Right. He's this patriot. And I like um, how they even pitched him, like how he every time he interacted too with uh, Bucky and Falcon later on, it's like he, he just kept saying, like, I'm not Steve. I'm not trying to be Steve. I'm just doing my job. And mm -hmm. I, I kind of like that until the end. But we'll talk about that at the end. Yep. Um, but I thought this was a great introduction to really kind of just because, you know, after last week, everyone was just making discount Captain America jokes at him. <laughs> right. And then we also got introduced to his version of Bucky, uh, Battlestar, a.k.a. Hoskins. Um, I thought that was kind of funny, too, because this kind of shows more of the propaganda that they originally did with Captain America in the 1940s. But mm -hmm. now it's just getting done again 80 years later. Same methods, just different ways. Right. And yeah, it, it, the interaction between the two of them and then even John Walker, like this would make it a lot easier on me if I actually had Captain America's sidekick at my side. And I think Falcon really took that as like a as a slight. Yeah, he's like, oh, like the way he said, like, um, it's always that last line, that last line. And he just walks away from him. Kind of yep. like, yeah, dude, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but then we also in this kind of introduced, we see Bucky watching his appearance on Good Morning America. And you can kind of just see the rage in his eyes. But it's not like rage, like he hates the guy. He He's more mad at Sam. And yep. of course, they go into that. And then we go on to their mission because Bucky's trying to tell him, like, kind of talk to him about it. And he's like, hey, man, I got a mission to do. So you can come along or not. And he's like, OK, I'm coming then. He's like, fine. And that's what we get set up to more of the banter and all of them getting together and fighting the Flag Smashers. Honestly, I think one of my favorite scenes from this episode was Bucky hopping out of the plane and just falling flat on his ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, every time we saw Cap do it, he had the shield. He, Bucky hasn't perfected the superhero landing yet. As <laughs> no, <people> would say. <laughs> um, but what do you think of the scene? Like the, uh, I like the call out to, hey, you went to Wakanda and you came out the White Panther, and he's like, it's the White Wolf, and Sam's like, wait, what? They actually gave you a name. <laughs> I thought that was cool. But I like uh, how Bucky just wanted to go in there and kick all their asses until he saw that they were heavily outnumbered <laughs> and that they were all super soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when they go fight the Flag Smashers with them being super soldiers, I liked how even though Bucky has more experience, it doesn't mean he can just go in there and kick their butts. It seems like all the super soldiers are all on the same level. Yeah. And it obviously seems like they have some combat training and whatnot because they were kicking all their asses. Battlestar, John Walker, everyone. Right. And that's when we get introduced. We get to see the team up of the two, you know, new Cap, new Bucky and all that. And I, it was so weird, though. Like I said, I called it. He can throw the shield, but it just doesn't have that Captain America touch to it. So that really uh, that satisfied me seeing that ending. And then also um, seeing him use a gun. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Although it did make me a little mad. I'm like, hang on. You, you guys know these guys aren't super soldiers. Yeah, they're good at hand to hand combat, but you're not going to give them weapons. Like <laughs> right. not even the Black Widow thing. 
like the taser or ISIS from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. I, that was just my little nitpicky thing because I'm like, yeah, Cap can go in with just a shield, but he had super strength and years of combat training. Right, you uh, saw the shield bounce right off the super soldiers when it was coming from John Walker because he doesn't have any strength to put behind it. And I love how Bucky caught it. I think <laughs> right. with his normal hand too, just like, come on, man. He got, the way he looked at the shield too. Yeah, and then we got to also see that there's a lot of people around the world that sympathize with these Flag Smashers. And we got introduced to the leader, Carly uh, Morgenthau. Right, and I like how it's it's the thing they're doing. It's the Thanos thing. Because at first I'm like, why would people be mad? And then I thought about it. Mm. Imagine how many bad people got blimped out or corrupt officials, corrupt police officers, um, you know, bad soldiers. And... Yeah, maybe the world was bad, but there was probably, like like Steve Rogers said in Endgame, there's whales in the harbor because there's less pollution. I kind of see where they're coming from. It's not like they're radical terrorists, but it seems like maybe they aren't the bad guys. They're kind of like anti-heroes. We just don't know their whole backstory yet. Yeah, that's exactly what they're kind of made out to be. Yeah, and then also we saw Carly get a text message, which was uh, a little more ominous. You took something from me. I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, I wonder who is writing this letter. I have a theory. (laughs) What's your theory? That is General Ross. A lot of people think so, too. We've talked about it last episode. They're kind of setting up Thunderbolts. And Ross has always been after that super soldier serum ever since the first Hulk movie. So it would make sense. It seems like they've perfected it again. You know, it took them 80 years to find the right one. But between Civil War and Hydra having it, who clearly got it from a different source. And now mm-hmm. this, it seems like, yeah, they definitely, why wouldn't they have perfected it by now? I mean, technology's increased tremendously in the last 80 years. And you have smarter minds now probably than you did back then. Oh, yeah, definitely. And well, so, you know, uh, and then we get introduced, we go to Baltimore, and we get introduced to Isaiah and his nephew, uh, Eli, correct? Yep. Or, they don't yep. say his name just yet. But okay. that is definitely Eli Bradley. Okay, and he goes on to become the Patriot, who is another long line of Captain Americas and like kind of a Captain America super soldier hero who also goes on to be part of the Young Avengers, which is definitely getting set up more and more between uh, Lang's daughter, uh, Kate Bishop getting her own show, um, Dean in the show with Hawkeye, and now this, and then Miss Marvel is getting made right now, our TV show. So And She-Hulk. I think She-Hulk probably would be a Young Avenger too. No, I think she'll probably end up taking Hulk's place in the regular Avengers, but she might make an appearance. And we had the tease of Wiccan and Speed from WandaVision yes. as well. Yeah, so. exactly. So it's, oh man, that I hope it's a better version of Runaways, which yes. I could see it kind of being like, uh, but we shall see on that too. Let's dive into uh, Isaiah and Eli just a little bit. Um, okay. So Isaiah, he was part of this, or at least in the comics, this group of african-american soldiers that were experimented on trying to recreate the super soldier serum that cap had and he was the only one to survive and they would send him on missions but never advertise him like a captain america well yeah definitely different times different place and we kind of see more of that in the show kind of uh you know let's be honest racial tension it's there america wasn't isn't still perfect even especially back then this is very interesting backstory about like they succeeded, but probably with not who they wanted. And again, it's history repeating itself. Falcon was supposed to be captain, but that's not who the government wanted. Yeah, that's very interesting to me. 
Yeah, and then in the uh, comic books, Eli either there's a couple different ways he gets his powers. It's either he gets the blood transfusion or just gets passed down the powers since Isaiah's father. And then also in the comics, he was taking these like mutant power boosters that helped him uh, maintain powers as well. So they could honestly run any of those routes to give Eli his powers. Um, so let's talk more about the scene now uh, with Isaiah. How would you how would you like the scene? The fact that you know that this guy beat the crap out of uh, Falcon and took half of his arm away in Korea in 1951. You mean Bucky? I, uh, Bucky, yeah. Like, isn't that pretty awesome? Oh, I love it. He's like, I just wanted to see if uh, if it was true. I remember kicking your ass way back when. <laughs> like, he's just rubbing it in Bucky's face. I loved it. Because he, let's be honest, Cap probably could have taken down uh, Winter Soldier in the movie, but he held back because that was Bucky. So it's not like he, this guy was better than Cap. It's just like it's like I said, all the super soldiers are on the same playing level of power. It just depends on the person. Uh, the acting was really well done, too. So this kind of like after the scene, you know, he kicks him out of the house because he lost 30 years of his life. He was in jail. He was experimented on by Hydra, S.H.I.E.L.D., whoever just took him and treated him like live cattle Mm -hmm. for 30 years. And so he gets kicked out and Falcon is very pissed off because, you know, nobody told Steve like this guy was a hero and he was in prison for 30 years. Like, what the hell? And in the comic books, he was in prison because he took Captain America's shield and uniform and started just kind of going off and playing hero. And one of the missions he went on, he actually got captured. And then the U.S. government basically had to, like, negotiate to get him back and then threw him in jail. Damn. Okay, that'd be cool. Maybe. Well, I I think we we might go back to Isaiah or they might save that for a different time to go into what he did before. I'm getting a very Netflix type of show, uh, Netflix setup feeling like how in Daredevil and Punisher, Jessica Jones and all those shows, how they always tease what these characters are. But later on, they become bigger, like uh, the cat in uh, Jessica Jones. We knew it was coming, but they teased it for like a while before she became who she became. And they'll probably pull the wait till the last episode to give him the uniform kind of thing. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Um, So and then, of course, they're having this argument and the police come up. And I love that they are putting this in Marvel Universe finally and making it way more down to earth and realistic in the way the cops approach and the oh shit look on that cop's face was priceless i'm sorry mr wilson i just didn't recognize you without the glasses or like even them just like hey sir is he bothering you and i'm like oh god and from what i've read this is very kind of common in baltimore like baltimore is not the nicest city when in certain places watch the wire on hbo i like the way they set up this scene and even bucky was just like dude what the hell yeah, I'm I'm kind of wondering if Sam is going to in the comics he gets the super soldier serum. I wonder if it's going to be like a maybe a Isaiah having like another vial hidden somewhere or giving him his blood kind of thing in order for Sam to get superpowers cuz Sam and John Walker both have super soldier strength in uh in the comic books. I think that's going to be like kind of end game kind of stuff like whoever this big bad villain is like they're going to get in the fight and I feel like it's just going to be like one of those like last ditch effort things that he's got to do uh, to come back and beat up the guy kind of thing because what I think the flag smashers have it's just vials like packages full of the super soldier stuff and they're, they're planning on something big with it well when Bucky opens up that truck he's like oh these are just vaccines I think that was a bunch of super soldier doses possibly yes yeah you know that's the best way to get it across customs or like hide it or who knows what is in those vaccines um 
But and then let's uh yeah, then let's go rear back to Flag Smashers. Uh that airport scene pissed me off. That was so stupid. Like the Patriot and Marvel's Agents of Shield had a better final stand than this guy did. He pushed down one broom and then just ran into a fire of bullets. Dude, why didn't you just like hurl that shit at them? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, or push down multiple of them, like run super fast, pushing them down so that way you could buy them more time. Like he could have gone there and back. He didn't need to sacrifice himself. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier, like, okay, you're super soldiers. You're going in without weapons, literally just trying to punch your way out of things. Like at least make them a little more menacing. Like most people do carry guns. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you just see more of the tension. It kind of makes them more sympathetic and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're not actually trying to, like, hurt people per se, which is why right. they don't carry weapons. Oh, yeah. And it, that would probably cause less heat to be on their back because, you know, the world, there's a growing faction of people uh, that have seen them as heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we go into Bucky getting, um, getting released from prison and his therapist, who is so excellent in this show. I love how she is just... <laughs> straightforward this is the kind of therapist he would need someone who's not going to coddle him and you know they thank her and she's like it's not me and there's john walker uh yeah i pulled all the strings you don't have to do this anymore so (laughs) i'll be outside when you guys are done so we can talk yeah their therapy session between uh bucky and sam was so funny Yeah, I, I like their, their chemistry is really good here, but um, I, I just liked how Bucky just said, hey, he gave you that shield because he believed in you and he saw something in you. But if he was wrong about you, then he was probably wrong about me. And I thought that was perfect. Yeah, it, it really justifies Bucky's like anger towards Sam right now. Yeah, and also his uh, self-esteem. He doesn't truly believe in himself yet still. Yeah, he still sees himself as this killer. And when he's trying to be better, but he doesn't know how. Yeah, and I think that conversation with Isaiah too probably twisted their knife a little deep on that too when he was just like saying, you think you can wake up one day and stop being who you were? It's very interesting on that. Yeah, because Steve was his moral compass. And now Sam is going to have to fill that void. I think that's another reason why Steve picked him, because, you know, he's worked with veterans with PTSD before and soldiers like that. So it makes more sense. Like it harpens back and it just keeps making Captain America Winter Soldier probably the best Marvel movie more and more. I totally agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, because I totally forgot Falcon used to do that. He led support groups before he joined the Avengers. Well, yeah, after losing his wingman, Riley, he kind of knows where Bucky is right now. And I think that's why he was reaching out to him so much before, because he's trying to be there for him in a good way. Yeah. Uh, So this then, you know, they have the funny staring off and they got the emotions out. And we all know they're going to be friends at the end of this saying we'll never see each other again. Bullshit. Yep. <laughs> so, but I like the conflict at the end where we finally kind of saw John Walker's medicine side when he tried to get them to team up. It makes sense why they wanted, though. They were just saying, like, hey, we can do whatever we want. You guys have people to answer to. Yeah, it does make perfect sense. I mean, they can share intel, which I think Falcon was kind of more, hey, like, we can help each other on the side, but we can't be seen with each other kind of thing. Whereas John Walker really took it personally. He's like, okay, well, then I'm going to warn you, stay the hell out of my way or else you'd pay. Yeah. And you know what's so weird about it is, like, I should have known he was Kurt Russell's son, but the more I like watching it again the second time, you can just see the Kurt Russell coming out of him. Like, it's that chin 
and just the way he delivers those kind of lines like you can see his dad and that kurt russell is one of my favorite actors of all time so i'm going to be very biased with his son uh <laughs> but i i like him and also he did audition for captain america back in 2008 yeah it was like one of his first movie roles he ever auditioned for huh. so he used to actually play hockey in the, uh the netherlands Fun really? Fact. Yes, I know. I did. I did it. I had to know everything he did <laughs> once I found out who his parents were. Um, so, yeah, this kind of sets up the ground. So I hope like they cut between him and the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I kind of want to see. I don't want him to be gone for two episodes and then show up in like episode five. I think he's I, too important for that to happen. Agreed. But uh, where this ends, uh, Bucky and Falcon going to see Zemo. And this is where they're either going to break Zemo out or team up with them. Yeah. And I'm intrigued by how this is going to go. Like, or does he break himself out before they get there? That's what I think is going to happen, possibly. Because Zemo, he's always thinking 10 steps ahead. Yeah. Uh, um, because, you know, in the trailers, we saw him wear the purple mask. So, like, why would he get a purple mask? Or because that's to keep him hidden. Who knows? And we mentioned in the first episode, like in the Civil War, he was trying to basically end superpowers and he killed all the Russian super soldiers because he didn't want more of them out in the universe. So I think this is going to be like an extension of that mission of his because he doesn't want a bunch of people now having superpowers. Right. And it's kind of that old phrase. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So why wouldn't he and then probably sneak out like who knows? He sneaks off and does his own thing. But very good episode. Uh, This definitely feels like first two episodes you could put splice it together and you have your first, you know, hour of a movie setting up for the finale right here. I think there's been enough action and this show is just way different than WandaVision, which I love. Yeah, I mean, you didn't see the budget in this one compared to the other one oh no no no. they they reeled it back a little bit i mean the fight scene on the truck was pretty epic uh i liked seeing that kind of stuff so i'm very looking forward to episode three i'm glad we don't get previews because i like going into these completely blind out what's going to happen right and Uh, yeah i think we kind of covered what we think is going to happen they have to find these super soldier serums possibly with John Walker and uh, Sam taking it themselves. And I expect to see possibly another big name show up that's kind of behind the Flag Smashers, like you said, that was uh, texting uh, Carly. Yeah, that's that's the very interesting thing on that. Like, who is running this? And I don't know why, but I'm just waiting for Omega Red to show up because I totally forgot about that leaked photo. So now I'm just like, where is Omega Red? Like, how is he going to play into this? Or can this show also maybe introduce AIM, uh, which is a big technology bad guys in Marvel Universe, which yeah. could be cool. We got a tease of them in Iron Man 3, but they didn't really do anything with it. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like threw it along. But you know what? It's been 10 years. Somebody took over that company's technology at one point unless stock barred it all but who knows and they're supposed to be going to mandrapore which we mentioned in the first episode too and that is like a home base of x-men and mutants and we could see omega red possibly pop up there or that's where the super soldier serum might be getting manufactured very good very good uh any other theories you want to go over ron or i think that kind of wraps it up for now we're gonna need more information to uh formulate more theories here but all right well you know what if you want to give your theories or thoughts about what you're thinking of uh, falcon and winter soldier so far feel free to email us at two guys one lightsaber at gmail.com go follow us on facebook post it on the wall message us whatever you feel like we want to know your thoughts and thank you again for all the support you guys have been showing us i'm mike pandoff 
And I'm Ron Burgess. Take it easy, y'all.